da da da. Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niche is neat. I'm your producer Ben, alongside our director Matt and our star Mon sipping that tea. Got a lovely show for you today, Matt. That one hurt. You're taking the lead here. I, I'm in physical pain after that last that last uh, Montyism. What? What? Yeah, I don't know. Is I'm tea sipping here? my tea. I don't even. No, oh. I, I, for a second there, I thought he heard me because I was actually taking a sip of water before. God damn! Oh, <laughs> oh, the mic, the see? mic will pick it up. God damn! All right, Man. I'm out. All right, I, I submit. Mr. Thomas over here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, well, today, today is my my my. Oh man, I lost it. Yeah, so basically had, what we're doing for the next few weeks is each of us are going to lead like a like a half episode. Um yeah. and, and These we're are gonna we're gonna switch it up a bit. We'll, we'll be are, back in full force after that with something. These are small potties, not hot potties. Potties. These are just potties, because regular yeah. potties are big boy potties. Do we have to okay. bring our own toilet paper and, and wipe ourselves? Eat? That, Monty, that's what editing is called. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so, Matt, let her rip. What are we going to uh, talk about this week? I, oh, I need to pull up one thing. Uh, just, uh, that's that's what she said? She hey, pulled uh, one thing? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, just, are you on the toilet recording again, Matt? <laughs> I've never retorted while shitting. Only You've never retorted? After- <laughs> I, I, I'm not so one to retort I, while I, I shit. I, I will give I'm you that. So, so. All right, okay. this is great. This is all great. Right. Yeah, this is all this. Just, just all this. Be I'm not editing any of this. You should. This is atrocious. Um. So while Matt's getting ready, right, Monty, I'm ready. What What's your favorite Takamichinoku match? Oh man, like I be I'll be honest, Takamichinoku. He I've only heard of him for the first time when he joined the WWE and he had that like before he joined the before he became but, the, the yeah Oriental before Kai and Tai and the yeah the choppy choppy or oh, sorry shoot Oriental Express was another Japanese tag team no 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 it, it wasn't the Oriental Express fun <laughs> yeah. fact one of the guys in the Oriental Express his name yeah. was uh his name was Pat Tanaka mm-hmm. um and and he has in he has a non-american sounding name yeah. but i i think he was like hawaiian I, or something right? he was like hawaiian yeah yeah, yeah, I think yeah. He was from hawaii and the other guy i don't think was asian either oh um, yeah <laughs> but anyways like but what anyway, caught me was high and tie yeah but what caught my attention was like his performance it was something different in wwe like growing up in North America, you know, it's something I, I wasn't exposed to that much Japanese pro wrestling. But when he delivered the Michinoku driver, oh my god, that's oh like yeah, awesome. Well, well, similar to the Michinoku driver, sometimes emotions take hold of people. And recently in the Festival of Finding, we were inspired by recent events surrounding the once great actor Brendan Fraser. Now, Brendan Fraser is a man who had a very, a very tumultuous career um operating at a real full capacity becoming one of the biggest stars we had in the united states with classics like encino man young and younger which is 
an interesting movie. Airheads, and of course the classic, The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, and all of his other, uh, George of the Jungle, Sinbad, Bedazzled. He had quite the career. Bedazzled, very underrated movie. That, that, Wait, we're going to talk about that movie eventually. He was, in, uh, bedazzled he was in Sinbad? I did not know that. Yeah, he's in Sinbad. Oh, he, well, he's in Sinbad Beyond the Veil of Mist, which oh. is a animated Sinbad movie yeah. that was made in 2000. Um, he also appeared across television, but his career largely took a downturn in 2003 after years of injury and action stardom from the 90s. But hidden back in his career is a is a movie that I think Ben and I, I thought, had a very. Well, I thought he got canceled. No, he never. No, got canceled. he didn't get no, canceled. I, no, I thought he got blacklisted because um because of that was uh, during the Me Too movement. So it was well, he, it was before. Well, he, no, well, he came out because he got sexually assaulted. Yes. by a female executive, and it he he separated himself from Hollywood after that. But starting in two thousand three, right after the release of The Mummy Returns and uh, Revenge of the Mummy: The Ride, which is he did stuff for. The reason you see him taking on more smaller TV roles and eventually voice a lot of voice roles is because over the next seven years, from 2003 to 2010, um, he was embroiled in repeated surgeries on his body. Oh, wow. Um, he had he had parts of his spinal cord replaced. He has both of his knees have been replaced. Um, the early portion of his career from about, I think it's like 1993 and like 20 bucks through george of the jungle and the mummy movies he did all of his own stunts yes well, that, um, yeah, I that. decimated yeah. his body damn but you know what before you, i before you mentioned that movie i know you're gonna mention that. like one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies he did was like his more dramatic stuff like with yeah. honors and yes shoot what was the one where he was secretly a jew in this all boys school and then they started bullying oh. him when they found out he was actually jewish I oh, I don't. I haven't seen movie. that one. I thought you but were gonna that say one. The like I, when I saw Encino Man, I'm like, wait a second, this is the same guy that was in that movie. I'm trying to figure yeah. out what that movie was, but yeah, well, like well, he, he was pretty. He's a pretty good, well-rounded. Yeah. So, I, so and I, 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 I guess my, I, I guess the first question I'd lead with here, though, is yeah. we're. Were his injuries a byproduct of like him not being trained properly? Because I yep. mean, you know, stunt actors. Yeah, he like, was he he had no real like training as a stunt actor. He geez. just was incredibly sexy and charismatic, um, yeah, and very and, and method, very method, very method. Yeah. And I yeah. and I think I think a movie that speaks to Brendan Fraser's capabilities, uh, his charm, his wit. And his ability to really own a screen um, is personified by some of his most disliked or underreported <laughs> movies. Uh, ben Ben mentioned how much he loves Bedazzled, and I adore Bedazzled. Yeah, movies. I love great Bedazzled. movie. You know is, what? Which like, started a set of non-action movies. Brendan did with with Brendan. There is not. If you think about, like, I know last week you asked me what was my favorite Brendan Fraser movie. I have to say, like, I can choose every genre or or category of film that I like that he did. Like, he's never like not part of like comedy he's never not part of a drama or a romantic comedy or you know stuff like i don't the one thing i don't think he's done is like hard horror 
Yes, you're right. But that's he'd be true. Good yes. at it. Yeah, that's he true. would. He, it's yeah. like he'd be like um, like oh, what's his name? Um, the uncut gems, Adam Sandler. Adam yeah. Sandler is one of those comedic, charming actors that if you put him in like a distorted enough role, he can like elicit this really intense performance. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think uh, from what I've heard, his new movie, The Whale, um, he does oh. take that seriously where he, yeah. he, when he was announced on the stage at, uh, I think it was Sundance, um, out of, at the Venice Film Festival, he broke down in tears because he was getting a standing ovation just for his performance. Yeah. And yeah. I, I will, I will stay, cl- I, I will stick a claim to being a longtime member of the save Brendan Frazier subreddit mm-hmm. uh, on Reddit. So go check out save Brendan, save Brendan uh, <laughs> on Reddit. They're a great group of, of, of people who really support him. Um, and in honor of supporting him, I wanted to bring up, especially because the festival finding is about bringing those lost movies those movies that have often been forgotten or disregarded or might have gotten a negative reputation due to some uh internet reviewers or just poor reception at the time and the movie Are we really I... old enough that you're doing like the the marks on the internet <laughs> no it's you know this is specifically leading into me shitting on the uh nostalgia critic because i think he's an idiot yo i, I, we, I don't, hate, we don't have I, enough time to talk I the nostalgia loathe critic loathe his he did a monkey bone video and it's atrocious like, yeah, that's I, not he's the issue just, with the nostalgia he, critic the nostalgia critic issue do you know like the actual nostalgia critic drama no wait is he not the channel awesome guy yeah he is but okay, do you know okay. like the big issue of him i feel like he diddled children is that what happened? no no god okay. no no he's i don't not know that he's he's a he horrible looks... boss no he i I mean, yeah, he underpaid everyone and had poor working conditions for their mm-hmm. anniversary specials. The big issue is because, um, you know, they sort of pa- they sort of rounded up all the content creators every mm-hmm. year. Uh, and when one of their content creators, uh, Jew Wario, uh, decided to sexually assault one of the female oh. content creators, they were like, you know what? we don't want to have to deal with this no one needs to know yeah oh well okay then i feel i feel even less about shitting on his monkey bone review yeah Um, wario also killed himself just in case anyone wasn't aware about that wow so today we're gonna talk about a movie and i think wario had had kid stuff but that i can't that i don't know explicitly but he had a lot of he had a lot of stuff where it's like it's like weird feeling bad that he's dead now. It was bad enough. I remember that. It's been like four years. Well, Monkey Bone is a 2001 black comedy directed by the legendary uh, Henry Selleck, um, who is famous for his work with stop motion animation and classics. He was the director of Night Before Christmas, the director of James and the Giant Peach, and the director of Coraline. And just smack dab in his only 13 directorial credits is the beautiful beautiful film monkey bone now monkey bone is the is a film based loosely on a comic um by a canadian graphic novelist called gaja black blackerly black easy for you to say hey, um, uh, yeah um <laughs> gaja blackley he's uh he's a known artist he did a couple other um famous canadian graphic novels and is actually recently st- is starting a podcast and a writing assistance network um but we'll talk about the comic in a moment um 
the most important the one of the coolest things about monkey bone is it takes it follows the story of a man named Stu, who's a comic book artist who on the night that his new animated tv show is picked up he gets into a car accident and falls into a coma Mm. And when he enters this coma, he enters a world of his own, uh, populated by his own imagination. And it is run by the Egyptian, uh, the Egyptian, or uh, sorry, uh, it is run by the Greek god of dreams, Hypnos. And uh, Frazier, or Stu's character, goes on an adventure to try to escape and get back into his body and escape Darktown, uh, or Downtown, sorry, Darktown's the name of the comic. Uh, so Ben, I know you're you have a uh, an also an appreciation for this for this film. Am I right? Yeah, Monkey Bone was one of my favorite movies to watch as a kid growing up, which okay. I feel like explains a lot. Right? Yeah. Uh, the the humor it in was this like, movie like is my movies on rotation wild. were like Return of the Living Dead Part Two, Makes Monkey Don't Monkey Bone, and Little Nicky. Okay, yeah, no, I two of those three were on my list. Monty, what uh have you seen have you seen this movie or do you know anything about it? I know about it, but at that time when it came out in two thousand one, um I wasn't I wasn't as adventurous uh in terms okay. of movies. So I've only seen like bits and pieces here when it finally hit T V, but yeah, okay. I'll I'll be honest with you guys, I I, I know the movie. I just haven't really sat down. But based on how you guys are talking about, I really got to check this out. So, all right. So, yeah. so Monty, let me let me take you through the general plot of what happens in uh, Monkey Bone. And Ben, you can chime in with if anything uh, you remember. So, uh, Stu has a his comic book Monkey Bone stars a crude kind of uh, what's the. Um, like a crude kind of Robert Roger rabbit type of mischief character, but it's all kind of based around fart jokes and tits and sex and shitting and farting. Um, but Brendan falls into this dark twi- uh, stew. Sorry. Stew falls into this dark twisted underground world that is full of genuinely stunning, like and hypnotic set design. Yeah. Um, imagine it's, it's really impressive. It's honestly more impressive than, a lot of Tim Burton's work. Yeah. Because it's, well, this, it's, this, it's this. a lot more, because like Tim Burton, his aesthetic is a lot more like you're going through a painting. Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of, it's more vibe and not detail. Monkey bone is everything is very integrated. Uh, like, yeah, a, the, the world like is that lost and in. random game I've been playing actually. Yes. Um, and it's, it, it, it you can see why Burton worked. Um, it's, it's why Henry Selick ended up working with Burton so much and why he's done so few um, productions because his, his imagery is so specific. And I think of Burton's work that looks the best, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I think Selick had a huge part in that world. Um, one of the best novel adaptations ever made, Coraline, um, is yeah. another movie that is to your point ben the the environment is so detailed and lived in it is such a like like tactile beautiful and engaging world same with um a movie like james and the giant peach um which is another great piece of of uh claymation yeah i can see like based on that that screenshot you shared it looks like yeah it's very tim burton-esque 
esque. Yeah. yeah, and the com yeah. and and this and that actually a lot of that imagery all comes from the co the Canadian comic book. <laughs> now, one one thing that makes the comic book different at this point in the plot is that Stu's well, for one, it's much darker and sadder. Um, but for one thing, Stu's character instead of being in a world populated by things from his dreams and his nightmares and his imagination. Um, he has a suitcase he carries around just like Stu does in the, in the movie um, that contains all of his, his imagination. And when he opens the suitcase, the, his pieces of his imagination can fight the worlds of Darktown or how in this movie it's called downtown. Now, when, when Stu gets stuck there, he finds out that you can watch the nightmares and dreams of people who are still awake, who aren't in comas. Mm. And while he's in there, he sees his wife or his soon, his soon to be a fiance having nightmares about him and what's going to happen to him in the hospital. And he decides he wants to break out. Now, before he makes that choice, though, he runs into a realized version of the character that he used to get over his own nightmares, Monkey Bone, which is kind of represented by like the cruelest and darkest and worst aspects of Stu manifested into this animated slapstick monkey. Now oh, okay. they, they decide to go and talk to the leader of downtown, which is a character called hypnos who is actually played by fa uh, famous actor. Let's see if I can pronounce this right here. Uh, Giacaldo Espinato Espinino. Um, you said that name so wrong that I knew who the actor was, <laughs> and 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 then I forgot how to say it. Are you talking about Gene Carlo Gene Carlo Esposito? Yeah, the guy who played Gus Fring. Um, the Gu Gus Fring stars <laughs> as the, the uh, Greek god Hypnos, who, despite being the Greek god Hypnos, is dressed as Satan the whole movie. That's and fine. And a genuinely enchanting little special. Uh, um, uh, special effect where he has like little stubby legs and then um he you know hypnos tells uh Stu that what he has to do is he has to go and and go to death and get an exit pass to escape for people that are getting giving a reprieve from dying which can only be delivered by the gods of death so him so Stu and monkey bone break into hell they managed to steal one of these exit tickets just for the dastardly monkey bone to betray Stu and take Who over his body. Who could have seen that coming? Yeah, all right. Um, and take over his body. And it's from here that we get one of my favorite parts of the entire movie where Stu is thrown into, um, into like basically a version of hell, which is the like private, uh, what's it called? The private... Uh, um, like cell of death where she keeps all of her favorite dead people um, man which, i forgot which involves... so much that's of this. so yeah. interesting this is such an involved movie yeah and the best thing is and, and listen to this so so uh monty i want you to i want you to give to, give you two guesses think about famous dead people who have done kind of evil things what who do you think is in in death's private cell hitler Nope, close. Uh, not not Hitler. No, no, you didn't get that bad. That they had they 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 had Hitler in uh, Little Nicky. Yes. Uh, someone is this someone historic? These are all historical people. Most of them have killed a lot of people. Stalin? No. So no. they they actually go. So there are four people in there, and right. these it is Jack the Ripper, 
I, you know what? That was my third guess. I swear to God. Oh, oh yeah, mine too. Lizzie yeah. Borden. Shut up. And you oh, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. All right. And Attila the Hun. Okay. And and in the strangest in the strangest way possible, Stephen King. <laughs> and and the way they ex- and Stephen King was actually supposed to cameo in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. But he was he got like sick on the day of filming and couldn't make it. So they they found a local person, I think in Toronto, where they made Toronto or Los Angeles, where they filmed the movie, um, who was like a Stephen King lookalike. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they used a, a lookalike, Stephen King refused to allow them to uh, use his real name. So in the oh. movie, he's Steve King. Um, and in, and in the movie, he and in the credits, he's listed as sad prisoner. Oh, um, but he introduces okay. himself as Steve King. Um, and apparently what happens is that figments, which is the name they use for like representations of your imagination in, in the, in the, uh, downtown, uh, when Stephen King was little, when he was an adult, he ended up in downtown. Um, and the figment of Cujo took over his body, which is why he's such a vervacious and shitty writer. <laughs> oh, so it's like, like a parody. That's the, it's All an implied right. joke is that is that his dog took over his body and that's yeah. why his writing is the way it is. Well, um, well no the well no the joke is that Stephen King has two eras of writing. There's when he's yes. all drugged out and then there's after. Cocaine's yeah. a hell of a drug. Yeah, it made it's, the writing a lot better. Yeah, the cocaine and cigarette, the pack of cigarettes. Uh, I mean, per I mean like he's had good stuff after, but I don't know if he's had any book that was developed into a movie that's part of his post cocaine years yeah not really i mean there's like i think a few here there's there, a few yeah. yeah nothing it's, good. it's yeah it's after the cocaine where he was like i got the haunted lampshade Ooh. you know um, what at least his son is doing well so yeah joe joe, yeah. joe king is fan fucking tastic mm-hmm. was um, his name a like steve uh, having a laugh he 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 writes he writes under a pen name. Yeah, he goes by a different name. Um, but he did like a movie recently that was really Well, he good. has he has yeah, but he if has you name someone If your last name is King and oh, you Hill. name them Joe, Hill, Joe yeah. like they you have to be giving them a future in comedy, right? Yeah, you get, yeah. he gave him a future deeply disturbing and emotional. Yeah, okay, Monty Wait, got it. Okay, look, oh, look, look, Joseph Hillstrom. Joseph Hillstrom King, King, yeah, and and Joel Hill actually did. Uh, uh, what's that one that came out with Ethan Hawke as a serial killer? Oh. Black Phone. Yeah, Black, Black Phone. Yeah, yeah that was he, really well done. He's he's the guy behind Lock and Key, which is the greatest horror graphic novel ever written. Um, I loved his his book his uh his book horns, which Horns. later turned into uh yeah. or Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, the book is much better. The book is better, um, yeah. And, and Heart Shaped Box, his first his first horror novel, which is like very cut and dry, like almost Stephen King levels of formulaic, but surprisingly good. Yeah. And I think now he's just made his money, so he's just gonna like chill the fuck out. Um, but going back, but going, going back, back yeah. as we do. Bring um, it back. Bring oh, it he, back. He also did Nosferatu. Interesting. Uh, he's done a lot. He's, yeah. He's, bring he's it back. back. Okay, let's bring it back. Sorry, so, I'm getting so, distracted. <laughs> so basic, basically what happens is Stu makes an appeal to death, played by Whoopi Goldberg, who is regularly cited as one of the worst parts of this movie. But yeah, when it she... comes to... 
No, she got two Razzie nominations yeah, for Worst Supporting Actress in 2001 for this movie and for Rat Race. Rat Race is also a good movie. It I, is. I like Rat Whoopi Race. Whoopi Goldberg's yeah. in Rat Race. You know what? Enough yeah, to she be did. nominated for Worst Supporting <laughs> Actress. Yeah, she was. But you know what? I, I She is. Uh, you know what? I, I like Whoopi Goldberg. She's, she's, she's charming really yes. yeah and yeah. she never did anything terrible or yeah. like isn't a scientologist so That's it's right. kind of like a what she's yeah it's a win-win well they they plan the Stu manages to convince death that because he's in love and because monkey bone's gonna try to take over the world by using uh nightmare juice in a, in a uh, plot line straight out of the batman comic book um she agrees to help him steal uh steal an exit pass and get back to earth and and I think one of the funnier moments of the movie, um, Stu takes on the corpse of an organ donor um, yep. who's who's based on an actual historic person who like recently actually got hurt in the same way. Um, but it's played by uh, Chris Kattan, who is a fantastic physical actor. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know, famous for Night at the Roxbury's House in Haunted Hill, uh, Undercover Brother, and The Ridiculous Six. SNL, um, don't forget SNL. Yeah, and SNL. Yeah, yeah. SNL is not real. Um, <laughs> uh, and then from from there we get a, we get a nice round of hijinks between a, a uh, possessed uh, um, uh, gymnast versus a possessed cartoonist as they fight their way across the world, only for Stu to eventually defeat Monkey Bone, return to the downtown, and get released back into life. Uh, actually getting returned to life by death because he's such a cool guy. Uh, and and that, and that brings us to the end of what is a really charming and fun movie. It is a hated movie. Um, it's got a 27% Rotten Tomatoes and a, nine, and a oh, 27% audience score, 19% critic score. But I think this the, the movie is really weighed down uh, by its kind of ridiculous comedy um and but i don't think that should detract from the genuinely incredible and beautiful work that was done by the set designers the prop designers and the entire entire cinematic world i feel like if monkey but i feel like i say this a lot but if monkey bone was released now people would be a lot more receptive to it because it's essentially a it it's a it's like a weird hybrid between a children's movie and a it's, very clearly rated R movie. It's like an adult swim film. Yeah, and it was originally supposed to be very dark, like the comic is by Kaja Blackley, um, which is I. It's on the Internet Archive. You can find it if you just search Dark Town. Uh, but it doesn't. Weirdly enough, if you tried to find the comic using like a normal Google search, it does not come up very quickly. Um, but if you use something like Duck Duck Go, it comes up right away. Um, hmm. The comic is like genuinely a really stunning, a, like chalk uh, aesthetic, which really lends itself to the movie. But it has a much darker, like sadder tone um, because it's instead of like the main character's sister trying to uh, pull the plug, it's his own wife um, hmm. who's just like tired of him being dead in a coma it's but the unfortunately in the real tragedy of this is the author was never able to finish his comic um Ooh. it never they the the publisher never picked up a second edition 
And a few months later, after publishing it, it got picked up to be turned into a movie. Um, just based on that one issue that never got a sequel. Um, and in interviews, uh, Kaja Blackwood said he just he doesn't want to go back to it because he doesn't feel that the world would be receptive to that kind of dark experimental storytelling. Well, I mean, obviously they're not if it failed yes. twice in two yes. different mediums. Well, and, and in film, it had a budget of $75 million, which it used every cent of, and it only made $7.6 million. It had like a huge cast. Though. I'm looking at the cast list. Yeah, like a lot Brendan Fraser, John and, and you have to remember Bridget that Fonda, budget Chris does Kassan. not include advertising. Which so really, it's yeah. like a budget of 150 million. It did seven and a half million at the box Jeez. office, which is. Yeah. And and this was not a good a good time for um uh Brendan Fraser eater. But yet, not only Henry Selleck who's a very successful man. This movie has one more very very successful member of its crew and that's chris columbus the man behind the live action harry potter films um, and pirates i think and pirates pirates and, yeah. yeah uh yeah he was the executive producer in this movie and I, I believe he's one of the people he's part of the reason they the studio managed to get the rights to it oh i'm pretty sure that that's yeah. got something to do with it but, so yeah uh, so Ben and Monty, before we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts on uh, Monkey Bone? I personally, on a, a four out of charms, uh, f- zero out of four charms list, really give it like a three point five. And I know part of that's from nostalgia. Um, and but if you're of the right time and you enjoy the visual joking kind of strange black comedy of this movie, it is really a fun time to watch i'm probably terrified to watch monkey bone sober ever again <laughs> uh because of how bad the reviews are but i mean i i ran this d de- well you can't run a tape ragged but or you can't run a dvd ragged but if i could have i would have mm-hmm. um just really visually one of the most impressive movies like i like monkey bone compared to like let's say uh, 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 Willy Wonka from like sure. 2005. Monkey oh, Bone yeah. is much better art design, and, and I will it, die it, on that hill. And I think I think it's also very dark and depressing tone. Um, kind of makes puts off even the people who find the comedy enjoyable. You know what? You two have sold me on it. I'm gonna sit down and actually watch watch it well you'll have to tune in in a couple weeks to hear monty's review of monkey bone (laughs) and that brings us to the end of this edition of festival of finding uh before we before we fully sign off ben or uh monty did you have any movies you wanted to put out there in the world for our beautiful guests to go and search out you know what interesting you mentioned festival uh the tiff festival actually starts in a day and here in toronto oh and you know what guys i was just browsing it you know that movie matt you you suggested uh sick yeah it's on digital so we can probably rent it uh, on on the tiff site and watch it yeah yeah that'll be freaking awesome but yeah um you know what? Speaking of movies, I wanted to ask you guys uh it's been what three weeks and I led you guys through the Mr. Vampire Saga, 1, oh. 3, and Rigor Mortis. And I am very, very curious to what you guys think how of well, all you, three. 
Go. Well, you out there will have to turn in next week to find out that review, and we will be back soon. Good uh, okay. bye. Because <laughs> the fourth time's the charm. Like and subscribe. Monty. See y'all next time.